Hola estrellitas, this is Sol, and this is Luna, and we are Chillonas, pero badass. remember hating my mom because I remember it, hating him for leaving me with her like how could he do that to you yeah because he knew like I wasn't a very good teenager but <laughs> Neither very, was I. yeah <laughs> very bad <laughs> but I wasn't a very good teenager I was very bad and my mom I think she held a lot of resentment against me towards that, like being such a rebellious teenager. Yeah. And so to me, it translated, she hates me. So in turn, I hate her. And my dad fed, fed into a lot of that role of you know, me my mom, not liking her. You know, talking about that, my mom, and I'll never forget, my mom did once say to me, angrily yelling, she said, eres igual a tu padre. And that oh, was a moment. I get that a lot. That was the moment I realized I reminded her a lot of my dad. Yeah, it's funny because I get that a lot still. Still? You're just like your dad. And it's not in a, it's never in a way where it's like condescending or in a way where she like pulls hatred towards me. But it's when she says that and like the actions that come after that, it's like, because I know that she loves my dad. I know that deep down inside, if my dad were to come knocking on the door, like, hey, can I come back? Can I have my family back? My mom mm-hmm. would be like, open arms. Yes. Everything. Benson. Yes. Yes. Like, I, I know that. Um, and so mm-hmm. sometimes I know that my mom, when she when she says that to me, she's looking at me with the eyes that she would kind of look at my dad. Pero yo creo que my dad, well, I don't think, I know he damaged her so much that sometimes she doesn't know how to uh, like disconnect and respond to me versus responding like as if she were talking to my dad. Because so, girls, sometimes in our arguments, she'll slip up and call me my dad's name. Really? Yeah. So it's almost like she's happy to have a piece of your dad at home with you. Yeah, but she's still like the choca- cuando chocamos, it's very much like you're so much like your dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So I wanted to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> That's our anxiety laughing. Yeah, literally the nervous laughter. When this all happened with my parents, my mom checked out mentally. Mm -hmm. And then plus he had my dad gone out of the picture. So here I come. (laughs) (sighs) Let me take over, girl. I got you. Being the only comprehensive adult that was like zero to 100. I could do this. I got this. Young, naive. I think after the confusion with my dad and, and finally clicking in about what happened and what he did, like, anger kicked in right and so at that point i'm just like you know what fuck you like you did what you did and you left 
we have let him slide with a lot where we should have yelled at him and chewed him out, but we didn't. We we just maybe because of the fact of how we grew up and the way we are that we just didn't have it in us to do that. And I'm like, okay, at this point, you know, I have to help with my sister because she was still really young and my brother. So I stepped up as a parent for them. And I did a lot. And it's crazy because I think about how as I'm growing up as a kid with two parents and I'm the middle person for them, which is super unhealthy. Do not tell do not bring your kids into your relationship and talk to your kids about the other parent, talk to your partner about it yes. because it's going to traumatize them because unfortunately I still carry that shit around now. Like yeah. it's, I'm working on it and I'm, I'm slowly like progressing, but it's something that really affected me because I was that kid. And so yeah. then my dad's out of the picture and then I have this anger towards my mom. You know, I, I threw myself to my knees begging for forgiveness to my mom years after that after my dad had left because i was like i'm so sorry i treated you the way i treated you like i never yelled at her i never like said things to her but just go my attitude just yeah um, like your action everything it was like it, it made her feel uncomfortable i did that why because i had so much hatred and because for a while like i always thought like because of you my dad's unhappy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And says too, I was mad at my dad that he left because I'm like, because it's crazy how right before that I was thinking I'm so proud of my dad that get, even though it's hard, even though my mom's a difficult person, he still is here. He's still doing what he's got to do. Like he sticks by. And that's not okay to think that first of all, and second of all, all this happened. My mom being completely checked out. My sister had to see a lot of things that she didn't need to see as a kid. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and the missing link of her dad that man like she was the baby like my i stepped in as the authoritative parent oh same <laughs> yeah yeah same i ended up being the bad guy in situations mm -hmm. because i won't forget that my mom told me crying you need to help me with your sister you need to help me with your brother i can't do this alone so then i stepped up and i said okay like i'm gonna help you but then when I did step in and step up and do things and I needed her to be on my side about shit, she undermined me. And so I just looked like an idiot. And I just looked like, who do you, she, she didn't like that, I, that they would listen to me. So what did she do? She would laugh and say, oh, who do you think you are? Like, you're trying to get them to do this. Oh my oh. God. And that's where our lives also connect because very <laughs> <laughs> moment, so I kept doing shit. That's when I, I wish I was smart enough at that time to have thought, you know what? I'm not stepping in to help you. I'm not doing this because it, I'm not getting anywhere. But my love and my and my care for my siblings at that point, I already became a, I have to nurture them. Those are your babies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had to keep going. I kept stepping in doing stuff. Yeah. Like, so it's like, as a kid, I had kids. Yeah. And here you go with people telling you, well, you still need to talk to your dad. He's still your dad. Fuck you. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you don't know what I go through. No, I, I completely, I can definitely connect with you in that sense of like understanding, taking on that role. Because although I'm not the eldest sister, so I have an older sister, but my older sister She's living her life like homegirl has completely checked out like that's 
and that's okay because Good she's had to deal yeah and she's had to deal with her own stuff so she's not she, she's my mom's daughter but she's not my dad's daughter so I am my dad's oldest daughter and so I was the only one in the house at the time with my mom and so although my mom never told me I need your help it was always like pues mira lo que está haciendo tu hermana Mira, mira lo que está haciendo. Like, dile algo. Mira, no me quiere hacer caso. So it was always like the, the authoritative parent, like, muevele, si no te va a dar una chinga. Or, and my aunt, my mom's sister, would laugh. Like, she would see and she would think it was funny that I was taking on that role. But the reality of the situation is I was never told to fall into that role. But because I was always left alone with her, always, it was just her and I that that role came so easily because I was already doing it. So when my dad left, I, my mom knew that my mom knew that my sister was not going to listen to her. My mom knew that she wasn't going to um, get a, like that. She, my mom knew that my sister was going to get, get away with a lot if it was just my mom. And so my mom would be like, okay, like tell her something. And Oh my God, I will never forget. Una vez, she talked back to me. She was already older. We already lived in our house, like um, without living with our parents. I mean, without living with my aunt. So we lived in our house already. And my sister, she she said something to my mom. And I was like, excuse you? Like, absolutely not. Like, you're not going to say that. So I turned around and I went and she was laying in bed with my mom. Y le di una nalgada. Like, le di sus tres nalgadas. Because... How would my parents discipline me? The same way, that's right? What you knew. Yeah. And so that's all I knew. I was a, basically, like you say, a kid with kids because although I didn't give birth to her, that was my kid. Like, that's who I raised. Girl, my mom got so mad at me, me dejó de hablar because I hit her kid. And this little girl tried to turn around and kick me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no. And I was like, you never hit your parent. What is wrong with you? <laughs> and your mom reacted that way because she's like, who do you think you are? Yeah. So although my mom never laughed or, oh, like, who do you think you are? Never said those words. Her actions afterwards were always the things that proved to me that she undermined me. And so it literally took me years and years and years. I think until like the last two years that I've been like you deal with her like that's not my kid mm -hmm. because it's always like once I get I once I step in and once I say something the anger comes back towards me not towards the person that it needs to be on so I can definitely not fair to you yeah and so I can definitely understand you and so then where I hear a lot is like your dad is still your dad is when I go see my dad's family mm. like I love I love the idea Okay, I love the idea of going to go see my dad's family. But hearing that and all that drama that comes with it, I'm like, <laughs> you know what's funny? I think the main reason why I hate that saying so much is because here's a little story. So one of the people who told me that many years ago when it was so fresh, like within the year that it happened with my dad was our front door neighbor. Yeah, so he found out whatever, okay, fine, neighbors 
And we're talking, and he goes, well, I'm sorry that's happening, pero bien, like, como cortante, not cortante, but seco in a way, because then he's like, well, I understand that's hard. He's like, but no matter what, your dad is still your dad. And then, like, no le dije nada. I'm like, I'm not going to get into a conversation about this with you. So I left it alone, only to find out a year later, he was doing the same shit. He was oh, doing that's this- why. That's why. <laughs> because that's what he was going to tell that's what he oh, wanted somebody uh-huh. to tell his kid. Mm-hmm. So his daughter, his daughter came over and her sister, like they both came over. They're like older than I am. And they came over like dos tristes and they're like, you know what? We just came and tell you like, you know, we're so- like, we're sorry what you guys have gone through. We can understand because it just happened with my dad. He just, you know, he left with this other woman. And then I'm just looking at them like. Well, I'm so sorry you're going through that. You know, if you ever want to talk, we're right here or whatever. But hasta ahí. And then I think like maybe a few months later, yeah, they're so and so they're back together. And so he's still there. But I thought it was interesting how like, oh, because he was creeping. That's why you said that. You yeah. Creeping ass, cheating ass. And you see, what's funny oh. is that my dad's family, they love to give inputs and suggestions into shit. <laughs> they have no reason to be giving inputs or suggestions. So my uncles, I'd be like, tu padre siempre va a ser tu padre. Girl, it, w- it was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad, okay? Because even my dad told me one time, I don't know if I ever told you, we were in church. Mm. I was still going to church because me había acostumbrado to go every Sunday. So I was like, I need God. I'm going to go to church. <laughs> Jesus. And so... um me being comfortable with church is me standing up in the back and listening Mm. and because that's what we were taught he taught me the same thing and so Mm. I go into church and 20 minutes later 20 minutes later in walks my dad and the whole entire sermon yo siempre va a ser su padre yo no sé por qué ella se hace pendeja he's standing right behind me talking to one of my older cousins that had walked in with him because I did not turn to look. I did not acknowledge him. But you knew he was there. Yes, because that was the first time that I saw him face to face. After what had happened, I Mm. saw him walk in and I acted like I didn't even know this man. I was like (laughs) listening and I didn't want to look at him because if I looked at him, I was going to break down. Of course. But girl, I remember that was the first time I ever felt my blood boil and my hands shake. You're That's so how I knew pissed. I was angry. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I'm like sitting there, hand shaking, like tapping away. I can feel my face turning red. And he just starts going off. Yo siempre voy a ser su padre. Tienen lo que tienen por mí. Blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, I'm sorry. A while back, a couple weeks ago, you were telling me que me rascara con mis propias unitas because they were kicking us out of the house because he took all the money from the che- from the from their banking account and the check for the rent bounced. And wow. luckily the guy that was renting us the house his mom had gone through the same thing when they were younger and he was like I'll give you to the end of the month miss so and so but you still have to like pay the rent. Yeah, you still have to pay the rent and move out. Wow. And you're listening to him say all these things. That's just fucking terrible. Yes. But let me tell you the best part. The sermon that was going on was like, 
Los hijos tienen que obedecer a sus padres. ¡Eh! Oh. <laughs> yes, oh, no. and I was like, is there anything in the Bible in these Ten Commandments that talks about parents having to fucking be honest with their kids, be open with their kids? And if they have a family, right? Mm-hmm. I know there's things about uh, like adulteria and not um, committing sins, like while you're married, yada, yada, yada. Is there anything in there? Stop. That says that parents need to take responsibility Man. for their actions. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's why I don't like, I'm telling you, love the idea of going to go see my family, my dad's family. Yeah. Hate going it's there and word. hearing. Yes. Hate going there and hearing your dad is always going to be your dad because it, <laughs> 10 years later, it comes up. And this nothing says no motherfucking shit. Yeah, and I'm like, ¿de verdad no me puedo sacar la sangre y limpiármela? Cámbiamela. Order one on Amazon. Oh my god, I can't go back and and say, oh, <laughs> like forget all my memories. It's funny because um, so my boyfriend he grew up without his like biological dad, mm-hmm. and um, like he he remembers seeing him here and there. Um, and I hear a lot like, oh, it hurts um, not knowing who your dad is. It hurts. Um, it hurts like, you know, and I, I understand that's like a different type of hurt. But I told him one time, I was like, you know, I think it's even harder when you have like the idealization of a parent and growing up with them and them being your world mm-hmm. and them doing something to fuck it up and your whole world falls apart because that shit hits hard it does and it's something that follows you that's a trauma that you carry the upsetting part of this is that i'm in my 30s and i feel it you're right yeah i, I still have it there's still i still deal with these things mm-hmm. day by day like there's days that like even my brother and my sister have brought up how they resent like me <laughs> they yeah. think i left them when i finally decided that it was time for me to do me mm-hmm. they took it as and i abandoned them Mm-hmm. And you a parent that left again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that hurt them. And so it hurts me to hear that part. But it's also like I me mean, constantly had a rem- having to remind myself mm-hmm. that I'm doing this for me and it's okay. And not to feel guilty about it because I also now have this guilt that comes and goes, but it's pretty much like that lingering yeah. feeling that's there. Um, because I like I, I'm doing my work, I'm doing therapy, and then like I'm taking you know, three steps forward and then something happens mm-hmm. a like, trigger. like a trigger, for example, your dad calling to tell you that, or not calling to tell you that he's going to have his mistress come to your Mexico home. Oh, tomorrow. oh. Okay. yeah. So then I take a hundred steps back. Yeah. Why? Because it's not just something that happened a long time ago. And what upsetting is him and I have a conversation two years ago mm-hmm. about how he can't go to Mexico alone anymore because, you know, he has his partner, they're growing old together, this and that. And, and I'm just like, okay, fine, take her, but you can have her stay anywhere else except for our house. He's like, well, that's my house too. I said, yeah, it's ours as an us four, my brother, my sister, mine and yours. That's it. I was like, you can take her somewhere else. You don't bring her into our house. And he's all, well, where am I supposed to go? I was like, there's plenty of hotels. Hay hoteles en la yes. calle. 
As you for Huespera en la iglesia, con su familia, <laughs> somewhere, figure it out. You figured you out have, how to cheat and, for years? Go ahead. <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing. He had bought other lots where he, I guess he was planning to build something. I was like, you have those lots. Take her there. You have brothers who live there. They have houses. Fuck it, camp. <laughs> Dude, there's plenty of places you can take her to stay. Mm-hmm. I was like, but not that house. Not our house. I was like, if you do, I tell you now. Because he's like, I'm not asking permission. I was like, I know you're not. And I'm letting you know that if you do, do not expect the same communication from me. Oh, absolutely. I was like, because at that point, you don't care about us. I was like, for you, it's something that happened a long time ago, but for us, it isn't. And I had just got a call from my brother that he was upset. And I'm like, why are you upset? Like, you know, that my sister had called him because she's currently in Mexico. And that she called him crying that my dad and her had gotten an argument and a fight because he told her that his mistress will be showing up in a couple of days to Mexico. And the interesting part about it is that I got to see him before he left. We had breakfast. We spent time together. And that was not a conversation that came up. Of and course he didn't not. say anything. He hung out with my brother, a man, a whole day. And it didn't come up. But yet, you got my little sister, la más dañada, and you want to expect it to go well. You know well? why, though? I noticed something, too. Like, I've made connections. Please tell me. That, okay, same kind of concept. My sister was the same age your sister is and mm-hmm. was during that time. Um, they do it to them because they know it sucks, okay? It sucks to say it, but they know que ellas como por querer tener ese padre, they're going to almost agree and kind of like les, les dan el brazo a torcer más fácil, pues. Mm. Y porque con ellas sí pueden ser duros. A lot of the same things that they're doing is very much like what my dad tries to do. It's almost like they can manipulate them easier because they know that they still want that father-daughter connection and they'll do anything to not argue back and not fight with them because what I've noticed with my sister is that instead of arguing with him she shuts down and she just starts crying mm-hmm. instead of dándole la contra mm-hmm. having an adult yeah. respond like yeah. I would or like my brother yeah would. exactly that makes sense and I, I am thankful for you to bring that up and say that because I was stuck on that where I'm like why does he do that like is it because Unfortunately, I'm going to say this, but I'm like, are you being a bitch ass because you have no balls to come and talk to me, the older one, the one who can have a conversation? Yeah, it is. You have balls to talk to your son who can have a conversation about it. You got to tell the one who can't have a conversation about it. And this is the problem that I've realized, too, that because he does that with the youngest, it causes a chain effect. And my husband pointed it out. Yeah. So he's like, notice where that chain started and where it traveled to. Because my brother and I had already had this conversation about how this is a possibility. Be prepared. At the end of the day, it's not our decision. It's not our responsibility. We have let him know how we feel, what we think. At the end of the day, he makes a decision. But he cannot say he did not know. He will deal with his consequences 
for what he ends up deciding, that's not on us. And that's where we'll know what direction he took after he knows what he knows and after listening to us. And because he went for with the youngest and she's frantic, she's just crying. So she calls my brother because to her, that's her dad figure. Mm -hmm. That's her protector. Exactly. So she's calling him and she tells him. Right. And so then he's and like, he calls his protector say, to help her calm down. Mm -hmm. And he calls me to tell me he's upset. And I'm like, I said, what's up? And he's like, my sister called me crying that mm -hmm. this, this and that. And I'm like, you know what? And at that point, I'm ready to just start crying because I'm pissed. I'm ready to take a plane. <laughs> Give me a flight. I'm fucking out of here. Right. But I had to stay calm because I knew if I went off, he would go off. And I don't need him to do that because that's yeah. a reaction, not responding mm -hmm. logically. So I had to stay calm and tell him, you know what? I repeated everything the same. I was like, brother, I was like, this is what we can do. I said, unfortunately, if my dad makes that move, I will be communicating with him less because that's what I told him. He's one of those people who is pedir perdón que pedir permiso. Yeah, antes de pedir permiso, piden perdón because it's easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I was like, he's going to think we're going to let this slide too. Yeah. So he's going to do it because we didn't give him shit. We made it easy for him. And he thinks this is all in the past. And this man is not listening to us. I'm like, what more do we need to do to understand that my dad doesn't give a shit? Because that's all I could think of is my dad live your mother. About what I had said. Yeah. I've been open, I've been vulnerable. I've been talking about mental health with him. I've been telling him like, and I'm going through it. I'm dealing with it. I'm working on it. A healing person who can talk about these things because I don't want to have to carry this shit no more. I want to leave it in the past. Yeah, where it belongs, right? Right. Because that's where all this comes back. And then we always like that whole, it comes back to that day. Yeah. It always comes back to that day of when you find out this shit's going down with your family. Yeah. And so that's going on. And of course, I'm just, I'm angry. I'm angry at him. I'm disappointed in him. But then I'm also making assumptions because she hasn't even arrived yet. And I'm over here thinking maybe, who knows? But this is the shitty part. It's the hope that stays in there where you think, no, he won't do that. No, that's not going to happen. He's smart. We told him. But at the same time, it is the person who just totally <laughs> slammed everything to the ground. He tried to get us to become friends with this mistress because the house that he has is in the will for a church that they go to. Apparently, apparently he goes to church. It's in the will for this church, but he wants it to be for us. But in order it, for it to be for us and to be changed to our name for when he passes, we should go and make friends with her. So this house is a bribe. This is why um, I get mad at my dad because, and my grandma, she tells me all the time. So we talked about like our dad being our dad. My, my dad's mom stays doing this. Right. And so, um, this is where I tell her that if my dad would have put his foot down and said, my kids are my kids, whether you like it or not, like, si nos diera ese lugar, things would have been a whole lot different. I can see that. Yeah. So that's where kind of I get, I get mad because I'm like, this is where he's living is his house too, but we're not allowed there mm. because she doesn't want us there. Mm. But if he would have put his foot down and said, my kids are my kids and my kids come first, just like if your dad would have put his foot down and said, pues esta casa va a ser de mis hijos, te guste o no, 
Mm-hmm. You know I had kids. Don't play yourself. And she doesn't have kids, so it's interesting. Why yeah. can't you give that to her partner of, of saying, you know what? Because yeah. you do have kids. This mm-hmm. should be for your como kids. Dar no, ese respeto. Yeah, como dar ese respeto. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's because it's no dan ese respeto y no dan mm-hmm. ese lugar. Because to them, they want to be the only ones. For him, grandma and his brothers were first. You know, he has kids and it's still that way. And his partner also influences the way he thinks. And unfortunately, like, she doesn't think of in the best in the best interest. In the best interest <laughs> for his kids. Yeah, she's so, selfish. She's only thinking mm-hmm. about herself. Right. And so, yeah, and all that, is, it's still triggering. And I think that's what pisses me off more. At the end of the day, the only thing I can change, the only thing I can work on is me. Yeah, and I definitely agree. I think that's where it all comes down to, right? Because for a long time, I know for me, I wanted my dad to see how he affected us like not just me but for my sister too because of his actions how it trickled down into like this chain reaction and affected us so deeply and so for me my pain and suffering looks very different for my for my sister's point of view like her pain and suffering and um i think now coming to that realization that you can't change him like you mm-hmm. can't change the way that he thinks you can't change his mentality because for a long time after that, I'd be like, dude, like we couldn't even touch on the topic porque él ya estaba like a la defensa. Mm -hmm. Girl, he even told my family that I knew that he was going to (laughs) leave. And I was like, yeah, I didn't. Did you directly tell me? Because no, you didn't. As much as we know about our dads, it's still shocking. Yeah, it's like, that's like a whole different person. Right, Mm -hmm. like, who are you? Entiende, señor. Yeah, and so, um, (laughs) (laughs) and so coming to that realization again of that, I can't change him. I can't change his thoughts. I can't change his perspective Mm -hmm. on the way things played out, that I can only change myself and work on myself. I think that that's how I'm going to, because we're still going to carry it, right? Oh, yeah. But I'm going to choose to carry it differently. Mm -hmm. I love that you said that because what makes it hard for me and what still angers me is the fact that for my dad, it's something where he's like, it's happened a long time ago. Like, it's, you know, we need to move on. But the the problem there is that the trauma is not the same. And at that point, He's dismissing our feelings and he's not validating us. And it's almost like a back and forth thing where like, I'm like, is it us? Because we're still stuck on that. But then again, we're the ones who got hit hard with this, that we had no choice, no option, no decision in what happened. Yeah. That for him, it's like, well, it happened a long time ago. It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah. He's like almost like, get over it. Mm -hmm. It is. And that's what's infuriating. Yeah. And we've spoken on that. We've told him he's well aware, but yet the only person he says that to is my youngest sister. The baby. Yeah. The baby. If he ever said that to me, you best believe I would come at him hard with some We're therapy throwing hands. words. We're and throwing hands. I, I would choose some <laughs> psychology violence. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't wake up and choose violence, but you you looked for it. You picked it. That was the category you picked. It's coming for you. (laughs) (laughs) Can you please share your piece with us? 
Yes. Let me pull it up for you. Because I'm not the only poetic one here. <laughs> okay. This one is heavy. Are we ready? <laughs> All right. I'm excited. Here, here it goes. I was 19 on my first date. My phone begins to vibrate. In the middle of the last Twilight movie, Edward Cullen has to wait. My sister is on the other end. She tells me that dad is packing his stuff. He's leaving. My father has done this before. I reassured her that he would be back. It's happened in the past. I was so upset during the movie, I couldn't continue watching without wondering if he really would come back. Maybe this was just another way to show my mom that he meant business. I came home that night almost dreading walking through the front door. All hell would break loose inside of me. My father was what I would call my backbone. Mom and I never got along. We thought she hated me. I remember walking in the house. It felt so empty without him. Was it me or did my mother and sister feel the same? I walked past her bedroom straight to my sister's room. <sighs> She's all balled up in her bed, sobbing into a Spider-Man blanket that he left behind. That night and for the rest of December, my sister and I shared a room, just as we shared a broken heart. I was 19 when my father left. I couldn't picture a family without him. Days passed, no call, no answer. Finally, the weekend, hoping for a call, hoping for hope, because in my gut, I knew he would not be back. I was 19 when my father left. With him, he took his clothes, suede boots, hechas in Mexico, the silk button-up shirts, stiff Levi's jeans, his alarm clock, and my willingness to live. I was 19 when my world changed into a world of pain, sorrow, empty tears, and a whole lot of running. I ran to keep my mind free of any memories I had of him. Now when I think of it, I ran away from my reality. 19 in December, struggling to make Christmas happen for my mom and my sister. This year will have to be a poor Christmas, but it will happen. I put up as many decorations as I could, filled the house with twinkling lights, candles with cinnamon scents, holly jolly Christmas carols, a small Christmas tree packed tightly into a corner, and two gifts under it. My only wish that year was to have my dad back where he belonged. Here at home with us, or as he would say, con la luz de mis ojos. But in that very moment, I knew mi padre had made up his mind. He was not coming back. I was 19 when my entire world spun on a different axis, but I thank God every day for it. Because if my father never left, I wouldn't have had a backbone nor became my mother's right hand. <laughs> Whew. That was beautiful. Thank you. And to all our estreitas, to all our estreitas out there, continue shining your light and let your stories be heard. <laughs>